But here's the beautiful thing. When it was released, she reached out to me and said, I didn't say so many things I needed to say. And she said, can I do a follow-up? So we jumped on that day and did a follow-up and more was revealed. And I was like, oh my God, this is what this show is about. Like really letting it go because if you don't release that shame and that secret and those horrible self-sabotage thoughts, they'll follow you. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. If I can help just one person find a solution or at least realize they're not broken or alone, then writing this has been worth it. You can pick up the book exclusively at Amazon or signed copy at secretlifenovel.com. And the best way to support our podcast is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It'll help more people find our show. And if you want to be a guest, shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today we're pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave. Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, we are actually celebrating our one year. Can you believe that? No, one year wrap up is what I'm calling it. I don't know if he's going to call it that, but that's what I'm calling it. One year wrap up. It's really early in the morning. We're both really tired. (laughs) (laughs) So we're getting our shit together this morning, right? Well, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping hoping by the end. Well, we have have got our shit together. I don't know. But we wanted to do a one-year wrap-up because this has been such an amazing experience for us. Um, We did the gratitude one at the six months, so we want to make this a little different. I thought it would be important to talk about if you learned something from an episode that you didn't realize or brought up something in in ourselves. But my first question... Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a question. (laughs) My first question for you... You did an episode. I did an episode. How was it? Oh. How was it after? Uh, <laughs> he did episode um, 25, your episode, Mark's mm-hmm. episode. So if you want to go on and listen, it's episode 25, Money from Debt to Abundance. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's there's The money thing has always been an issue for me, and it was something that I never talked about. Like I was, always had no problem talking about you know, my sobriety and, um, you know, being very, you know, vocal about that. But the money thing is always, it was such a shameful thing for me. It's like, I thought I was supposed to have known how to do it. So manage your money, manage my money. And, and so when I finally got into a 12 step program, debtors anonymous, well, they have to listen to the episode. 
Oh, they can't, they can't, I can't give them any. No, 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 no. You listened to the episode It's episode 25, but how, how was it after the episode aired? Well, I'm, I'm leading up to that to say that I'm sharing about this shameful thing. Yes. And I thought I was something that was so embarrassing that I was afraid that, you know, what people would judge me or if it was on social media, if people knew about it and, mm-hmm. and instead of it being, well, first of all, like much like when you're article your first article was released in HuffPost like nothing changed like nothing changed in my life nobody you know there's like the world didn't stop people weren't like oh my god I just disconnected from you you know I can't believe you don't understand how to like save for a ski trip (laughs) um and so uh but it was great because I actually had several people reach out to me about it. Um, I had some really close friends that didn't know that I even had an issue with it or that it was that there was even anything that existed. But didn't some people reach out and say, you know, oh my God, me too. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's some, some people that I had worked with that were saying to me, you know, they didn't know that that was actually a problem. And that's exactly what they've had. They've had those same issues. They've had those problems. Successful people. Successful people. Yeah, I'm glad you came on and talked about it. Yeah, me too. Because I learned stuff in the episode. (laughs) There was a couple of moments like that. I never knew that. I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, that's that's what it's about, right? Yeah. So you'll have to listen to it to find out what I didn't know. So it's episode 25. What episode really affected you in a way? (sighs) You know, we talked about about doing this and it's like, it feels like, you know, the book Sophie's Choice. It's like, <laughs> I know there's me, 60 episodes. We released 60 episodes. Yeah, it's 64 total. 64 Six. total because there's some bonus episodes. Yeah, some bonus episodes. And so, um, so like, what are my favorite ones? It's like, <laughs> uh, or ones that like move me the most. I mean, and, and honestly, every single episode, there was something in there that moved me. Um, so... What was the question? <laughs> I said, which one? Like, if you could think of one, like, just think of one that was like, oh, I learned something new or, oh my God, me too. Or I didn't know that that has been happening. Well, I feel like there's, you know, um... I'll give him time to think. So I'll do one of mine then. Okay, go for it. Okay. So one of mine that really, really struck me and it was, was Kristen's episode, yeah. episode number six. That's what I was going to say. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that's look, only, we'll do it together. That's the only one I think that we have exactly the same. Yeah, I think that one, it, first of all, it was the first one where I didn't know it was an anonymous. So I didn't know her name. I didn't know what she looked like. She's across the country. Um, she reached out to me. It was when I first put out like the ad, reach out if you have a secret. And It wasn't an ad. Well, like I said, saying, please reach out to me if you have a secret. Well, it was my ad. I put it out myself. But it wasn't an ad. You're making it sound like it was an advertisement. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't an advertisement. I just put it on social media. It was like media. a post. How about I call it a post? I just want to like people think we put some It's really up. early like in the Craigslist. morning. Craigslist. If you got a secret, come talk to me. We should have done one. I know. We, we didn't. We, we have didn't. so many, so we didn't we, actually need to should. do it. I mean, that was somebody is suggesting. I was like, we, we already have like. We have a hundred. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Kristen's episode, it was, you know, didn't know her. It wasn't a friend. It wasn't. And, and when I interviewed her and we talked about her, it's, she had, it's episode number six, perfectionism almost took my life. And you have to listen to it. It's such a powerful episode. There were so many moments I was going to cry during the episode. And it was, she took a shotgun and shot herself in the chest. And 
talking about the moments of like when the bullet went through her, what it felt like and all, and then her thoughts while they were trying to save her life and all that stuff. It just, that was the moment I was like, oh my fucking God, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than Mark. This is bigger than we ever thought possible. That was that moment for me. What was it for you? But for me, because I'm a perfectionist, Oh yeah. Well, I am a little bit too. Yeah. Not as bad as you. Yeah. But for me, you know, when she was saying that no matter what she was doing was just not enough. Everybody just saw that on the outside, she was killing it. That killing she was it. Yeah. Just like doing all this great stuff. But inside she felt like no matter what she did, it wasn't enough. And like, that's where like it hit me. It was like, fuck yes. That's for me. It's like, I'm somebody, and we've been talking about this recently. It's like, I don't know how to f- have fun. I don't know how to just, yeah, you know, relax and do nothing because for me. Or have a hobby. Or hobby. What's that? Yeah. He was like, hobby. I need a hobby. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do I, you know, how, how can I, you know, embrace, you know, being a human being rather than human doing. And yeah. that, that episode was such a huge thing. And it was so early on too. We're just yeah. like, oh my gosh. It literally aired last August. Yeah. So crazy. That's like crazy. The first Friday that we yeah. Because yeah. we released five episodes the first. We thought we were going to do like two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way we would have been able to maintain no, it. No way. Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work doing this. And we're doing it for free. Like we're doing it for fun and for free. This has all been word of mouth. We have not done any advertising <laughs> or any sponsorships or really we're just doing it. So yeah, that first week when we released those five, but it feels like I should be listening to her episode now. Cause I feel like mm. after putting out the book, now I'm like, I can never do enough. I, <laughs> I think it's a good idea. But I feel again. like now I'm in that place where I'm like, I feel like I can never do enough yeah. or never be perfect enough, or there has to be something else. And I'm feeling that, yeah. that anxiety and that perfectionism. So maybe I have to re-listen to it. Okay. You name one now. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like one of the bigger ones that I, again, this goes back to how I can relate to something. Um, well, I was, uh, there's just like, pick one. Okay. So he I has have, a whole list. I, know, you guys. I have a whole list. So um, <laughs> I would definitely think it was Bo Baker's perfection, ego and pride. And that was episode 22. 22. Yeah. And um, I remember as we were, as I was editing it and I was like Bo and I man we're like brothers like we have the same like thing and it's just like whoa shit like so much of that you know sort of that as a as a man you don't you know people don't talk about it out there you know women talk about their bodies and the comparison and you know mm-hmm. compare and despair with their bodies or you know um careers or you know everything everything I think I think society makes women already against each other. Yeah. Like we're always in competition. Yeah, exactly. So it's talked about like my body's not good enough. I need to look like this. I need to have this. I need to have this makeup, this clothes, yeah. you know, make my photos on Instagram look like this, be yeah. successful. Yeah. So yeah. So when I was listening to to Bose, I was just like, wow. I mean, I can, you know, for me, I mean, I heard this in a meeting like 30 years ago, what? like some guy was saying, like he was, you know, he never was never happy with his body. Like he was just always feeling like, you know, he, you know, he was an older guy. He was just like, you know, always worried about, you know, having this perfect body. 
And he's like, I'll never get it. And I just think that like for so long, like wanting to have six pack abs, like it was in, you know, like this sort of culture, like this is what. I've never had six pack abs either at my skinniest. Like my body will not make an ab. Yeah. Like, there we go. Him and I have never had a six pack ab. No. 16 and a half years. Neither of us has had a six pack ab. I could get a keg, but I couldn't get but I couldn't get like a six pack, eight pack or anything. And so don't we say, and just here's a secret from us. I have a secret for us for this. Oh yeah. That we always say we look better dressed than undressed. Oh, like him and I, you know, people 100%. like look better undressed. Yeah. You and I look better dressed. Yeah. I don't know those people that look better undressed, but maybe. Oh no. Know. I've seen some like banging bodies right. where you're like, oh my God, I didn't know you had a body like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, like, like yeah. someone at the beach and take, right. and you're like, oh my God, their body is like. Right. Yeah, they go to us. Oh my gosh! So you guys gonna put your clothes back on? And, uh, Please put your wrap back yeah. on. So so yeah. So like for me, you know, I mean, look, even just last week, we were yes, we were. But listen, we we owned our shit we last did. week. We did. We walked around in bathing suits. So a couple weeks ago, um, oh, this is some reveal. Oh, a couple no. weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, we did, you know, we had the pool in the back. We blew up the pool for days. Oh yeah, we right? put up put up the little mini dip pool. Yeah, and um, and so I don't know what I was doing. We were doing something else, and I was looking on the the computer. And the next thing I know, it was like, oh, I turn on the nest the nest camera, and went and it was on the backyard. And I scrolled through to see him and I in the backyard. In the pool. In the pool with me with my bathing suit. And uh, and I literally criticized myself how bad I thought I looked, how fat I was, how I was in the worst shape of my life. And just what the, just like this total beat up. Yeah. It was almost like you were like hitting yourself yeah. with your thoughts. Yeah. Right. Like in it was the like, closet. Because like there's like nothing yourself. else wrong with my life. Let me figure it. Let me find something that that I, that I, you know, find self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And it's like this, like, I'm this like disgusting thought of myself. It's just like that lower, lower self that just thinks I'm not good enough that I'm never going to be good enough that, you know? And so, so it was such a dark place that I got to, you know, and that reminded me of, it was it Lucas, the body shame one too. Yeah. 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 That. And then the male body shame, yeah, yeah. body dysmorphia. Body I really dysmorphia. loved his episode yeah, yeah, yeah. too. I almost wrote that down because it was like, Oh, it's not just women. Yeah. It's men. Yeah. Yeah. So then last, so for last week for us to be, you know, at the pool and be yeah. able to like not care and, yeah. you know, just, just say, you know, okay. My legs are a little jiggly. Yeah. Okay. My stomach isn't as flat yeah. after having a baby. You're okay. talking about you or me. <laughs> well, both of us, oh, okay. <laughs> that you can say that about <laughs> yourself. I'm not going to say that I about you. But here's the beautiful thing, and I want to get to another episode. But I think the most beautiful thing is after you had that dark, dark moment. Mm-hmm. It was in he wakes up at like four in the morning, which is crazy. Um, I came, I got up, and you told me about it mm. in the kitchen, and I just was like, "Can I hug you?" Mm-hmm. And I just hugged you, and I'm like, "Oh, like." I thought that was such a beautiful moment between us because I, it used to be hard for me to see when you were down right? because I didn't want to see you're the rock. So Mark, Mark can't have a bad day. Mark can't be hard on himself, you know, like 10 years ago. And instead it was like, Oh my God, let me give you a hug. Yeah. It was a really beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. I'll get kissed. That was a beautiful moment. I felt it. I felt myself like open up and be like, let me comfort you because don't be mean to Mark. Yeah. You said, 
can I give you a hug? Yeah. And I said, yeah. It was really beautiful. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> okay, okay. Too so, too much intimacy. Too much, yeah. <laughs> too much intimacy. Brianna oh gosh, has to change oh this. Change the subject. Let's be funny. <laughs> Let's be humorous. Um, I had a hard time too trying to find my favorite ones, mm-hmm. but I really loved episode 23. I think it's 23. Yeah, the miscarriage one mm. with Jennifer, mm-hmm. the guilt and shame, and yeah. then relief. Why I loved that episode was because when we first recorded it with her, there was she was holding on to so much. Mm-hmm. Like I could feel the interview. I would ask questions and it would be deflected. And, right. But here's the beautiful thing. When it was released, she reached out to me and said, I didn't say so many things I needed to say. Yeah. And she said, can I do a follow-up? So we jumped on that day and did a follow-up and more was revealed. And I was like, oh my God, this is what this show is about. Like really letting it go. Because if you don't release that shame and that secret and those horrible self-sabotage thoughts, they'll follow you. So we did the follow-up and I got so many people reaching out saying they felt the same way after a miscarriage, a bad relationship, getting out of it. And then the beautiful thing is, you know, two weeks later, she reached out again and said, oh, my God, my life has changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize I was holding on to so much stuff and her life literally changed. And then she she started telling you Mm -hmm. some things that were going on. And she said, I have never even told anybody. Even my therapist. Even my therapist. Yeah. And like that to me was like, oh. But that is, it was just a moment. It was like all these steps for this person to really step into this new way of being or rebirth. We like to say like everybody has a death and a rebirth. And I feel like a lot of people come on the show you know, another one that is coming out. There's so many good ones coming out. Like some of my favorites haven't even come out yet. Um, We have ones, you know, a man slut. I think we might do that one next week, but like the man slut rage issues, cutting, growing up in a cult, a high class prostitute, shopaholic, shameless cheating. Somebody talks about how they had no shame cheating with somebody, Uh, an affair with a boss for four years. And then there's another one that's a BDSM lifestyle, Mm. like secrets that are kept. So there's so many good sexual anorexia too. If Mm -hmm. I didn't say that one, there's a couple like really good ones talking about sexual anorexia that nobody talks about when you shut down because you you emotionally can't connect to another person. I think you have a couple, um, men that have talked about sexual abuse. Oh my God. Yeah. I have actually, I think we did like four or five men that talk about how they were molested because women usually talk about it. It's like one in three women are molested and one in six men. Yeah. So one in six men, but you don't, you hardly hear about it. Well, that happened to you. Yeah. When, how old were you? I think I was six, seven. Yeah. He's like, I didn't want to talk about that, Brianne. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, that, and that's like something that, you know, people don't talk about. and Especially for men. Yeah. So we have a, so many good episodes, but what's another one of yours? We are literally going to talk forever. Well, I was going to say is that, you know, leading right into that is, you know, Jim Clemente talking about oh. his, because what, what was so such a powerful thing for me, you know, is that, so he, that was episode 45. 45. So, um, and that one is journey to being an FBI agent. You and know, I recorded like, that one a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of our first ones that yeah. he recorded. Um, 
you know, but one of the one of them things that I've seen is that so, you know, so he had the sexual abuse and then he confronted the abuser. abuser and got him caught and was able to get him, you know, uh, arrested and, and tried and mm-hmm. found guilty. And, um, but, and that, it was a priest and it was a priest. It was a, yeah, it was a counselor, Catholic, Catholic uh, counselor at his uh, camp. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he ended up becoming an FBI agent that was profiling predators, predators and, you know, and children and things like that and those kind of stuff. And now he's into as a writer and as a producer for, you know, he's his whole thing is to like use Hollywood dollars to help the victims. Yeah. And, you know, and that's like always been his thing. And it's just like, so his story for him to be able to like tell that and tell how he had to confront, you know, his, uh, Predator. Yeah, his predator was just so crazy to me. Yeah, and that was our biggest episode. Yeah. That one like skyrocketed. So if you haven't listened to it, it's just so powerful yeah. and he's such an amazing storyteller. Yeah. I think I barely talked in that episode. Yeah, like you were he just was like, wow. What? Like, yeah. oh, like making noises, like yeah. just listening. But, you know, we had no idea that that one would reach so many people yeah. and help so many people and that. He's such a great guy too. So I'm so lucky. We, we've had some really awesome yeah. guests. I mean, yeah. Olivia Munn came on. She has another episode coming out again. She did another episode. Uh, Jana Kramer's Compare and Despair. You know, I asked her, she's a friend because I have a really hard time with Compare and Despair. It's like my kryptonite that if I'm feeling good, I'll go and try to find someone to make myself feel shitty. And then if I'm feeling bad, I'll go and find someone to make myself feel even shittier. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, what about I'm, you on that thing? Oh, no. Come See, on, he's going to make it. me reveal a secret. Just, just I reveal it. one every week. I know. There's a couple more. Just, okay. What? What just happened? Oh, no. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm probably blacking it out. Just remind me. Where you, you said there's going to be no good from me looking these people up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, still, I'm, I still went and did it. I was like having a day, you know, if you're having a day, nothing's going on. Davis is down for a nap. Mark is like reading a book and I'm like, hmm, what can I do right this second other than, so of course I get on social media, I'm responding to people, you know, trying to promote the book and everything. And I was done doing that. And I thought, oh, I should look up these two people that I don't know what they're doing. And then my voice in my head is like, you don't need to know what anybody's doing. Stay in your own lane, lady. Like, who cares? Like, leave it alone. And then I was like, I'm just going to look them up. And then the brain said again, don't do it. Don't look it up. Don't do it. You know what's going to happen. You're going to like go down a rabbit hole of why not me, all that stuff. And I typed it in and I looked it up and I was so upset with myself. I'm like addict brain. That's what I call like my addict brain just took over. And I knew I was literally having a conversation. Don't do it. And then I did it. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Mark and I said, I literally told myself not to do it. And then I ended up doing it. And it's so frustrating when you know something's not good for your your spirit and your serenity and your peace. And then you do it anyways. Yeah. No, so, it's it's it exhausting. It's exhausting, but it's, it's exhausting know, living yeah, in here, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But and, and for me too. I mean, I think that that's what's. It's like it's it's taking a drink is what it is. To yes, me. you know what I mean. It's like it's the. Well, that's what you said to me. You yeah. just took a drink. Yeah, your drink is people, yeah. and I use people to make myself either feel great, ego better than, yeah. or less than shitty. Yeah, yeah. I, I always I always talk about like there's like I always feel like there's we have these these two checklists that we wake up in the morning. One is, 
here are all the things that are going to show that I'm worthy and I mm-hmm. deserve. And it's like, you know, there's career stuff, there's love, there's like, you know, all these results, all these right. results, all these things that check off the box that I'm, that I'm worthy, lovable, going to be I'm a success, all those things. And this other list is this thing I've had through since childhood that I've accumulated that, that is, is any one of them will take me down this rabbit hole of I'm unlovable, unworthy, you know, I'm not good enough, never going to get what I want. Mm -hmm. And so in the morning, these, they're both checklists are there unchecked. And I'm just waiting, you know, it's like every moment of my life, I'm going, ah, there it is. There it is. Worthless, (laughs) you know, unlovable, you know, I shouldn't have done that or that kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm constantly trying not to do that. And so for a long time to sort of not really, you know, engage in that list of like all these bad stuff, I tried to action out my way and just keep doing a whole bunch of checklist stuff to busy myself to be, you know, and so I became this doer, like do, 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 so you don't feel those other things. Yeah, I can just like avoid looking at that stuff because- Instead of looking internally and go, why do I have these feelings? Yeah. What what do I have to do to like move through them and get them out of, stuck out of my body? Yeah. Because that trauma was created so long ago that created those feelings. And and here we are, well, this is why I- wanted to sort of do this this thing so here we are a year later it's literally a year later a year later since we started this and then it was probably 14 months since you first came up with the idea i think it was june right yeah 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 and so that was three months into the pandemic yes the the lockdown Mm -hmm. and you know like the biggest thing for me I'm this hustler. I'm this guy that's like hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes, you know, always creating, network, always network, create, 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 constantly be doing something, constantly writing something, constantly pitching something, constantly. It's doing. exhausting, actually, sometimes. For you or for me? For both of us. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, Especially of, when you're talking about it, I'm like, enough. Is, I don't want to hear yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, how many times I've had to explain a person that I'm doing. Oh, my God. I'm like, I don't but know their names. There's too many people yeah. you like work with and um, stuff. <laughs> but when the, when we turned into when the lockdown hit, you yeah. know, the hustle was gone because yeah. like there was no, you know, I could I was checking in with people in a different way, you know, with those people that I had been networking and connecting with. You know, but there was no, like, I couldn't get work because nobody was working. So there yeah, was, everything like, there, was shut down. So there wasn't anything to, to do and I had to be. Yeah. And it was very challenging. And also we realized with our son here that he who demanded a lot of attention that I wasn't present. That most of a lot of times my busy work, my do, do, do constantly on the computer, constantly on the phone. Yeah. You know, um, as the hustle, the Mark Gant hustle really separated me from you, separated me from him, separated me from other people because it was just like, I didn't want to God be. Forbid, just be alone with my feelings, which is why I act out in all these different ways. Why I, why I'm an alcoholic, an addict, and I spend an and eater, spend a smoker, eat, a smoker, you know, gambler, you know, all those things. A whack-a-mole of addiction yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You don't, you don't, need, to you don't need to take my inventory, Brienne. But the point is, I feel like you're you were trying to say is that this then podcast you had to slow down and then we just got to be of service yes and that is what this podcast has done for me and you i feel like we are literally of service to other people well the thing is especially because you're not even on air yeah like you're behind the scenes guy so you were really of service because it's still my voice but it's you know yeah 
No, that was, and that, and so I was going to say, is like, it, it became our whole, our whole shift has been literally to the <laughs> point where when we get down to like, we're so frustrated with like our, our heads, it's like, we are being of service. Yeah. Like that is the most important thing. Like your book is being of service. The podcast is being of service. My coaching is being of service. Like any of those kind of things I can go back to like, you know, the program sponsors, sponsees, all that stuff to be of being of service. Like yeah. how do we be of service? Yeah. And that's what we got out of this, the pandemic is to slow down, to be present, to be feeling our feelings. Yes. You know, and how do we be of service? And, and then we get to like beautifully listen to people, you know, all over the world, reach out to us, tell us there. And we're like, oh, me too, yeah. in some way. So I'm so grateful for this podcast. We have 80 episodes already in the book. Did you check? I just checked. I went and I just saw how many episodes. And, you know, I did go down that list, like manslut, a sexual anorexia, growing up in a cult, a call girl, uh, shopaholics, you know, a lot of affairs ones, a lot of sexual stuff. So I'm excited to this next season because uh, I mean, some of my favorite ones, seriously, because I I thought I, we released them and I was like, oh no, we haven't released that one yet. You know, and we've had, I've gotten rid of three or four episodes. We get rid of people's episodes when they decide oh, they don't want to release them, you know? So I've trashed four episodes you, we've had some people reach out like they were angry about episodes that triggered them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry you're triggered, but that's this person's story. And it's just been such a beautiful way to like sit in the truth and the serenity. And like people need to hear these stories, even if they don't under if they don't relate. There's some empathetic or, you know, a connection in some way that we all get to open up and tell all these things from all walks of life, yeah. all ages, all ethnicities, all sexual orientation. And we all underneath our skin mm -hmm. and our stories and the things we hold on to, we're all the same. Look at us. We're like yeah. breathing. Yeah. So this has given us life. So I just want to wrap up and say thank you to everyone that has been on the show. I mean, we've had 64 episodes. We have 80 already. And I have a couple more and people reach out all the time. And we are just beyond grateful because your stories have helped us stay centered and learn more about ourselves, but they also have helped. I mean, our, our listeners like quadruple, I mean, it's been huge. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to know, you know, from, from our listeners, you know, were there any episodes or any things that like really connect you connected with or yeah. had any sort of major effects with you? I know we've already gotten those um, a lot of those notes, Messages, but, but yeah. there's a lot of times I'm, I'm hearing from just random, you know, and I'm checking in with somebody that I haven't seen in a while or whatever there there's like, they'll, uh, no, I was in the grocery. Away. I was at target. Some person's like, Hey, I love your podcast. So yeah. whoever you were, I'm so grateful for you, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for everyone who listened. We have many more to come. Like I said, the next year is going to be jam packed of secrets and letting go of that shame, shame. And hopefully people, everyone's stepping into their truth and, and their serenity and their peace and their love. And that's all we can ask for is like, if one person can let go of that baggage and live a better life for themselves, then we've done our job. Yep. Right. So 100%. if you want to be on the show, please email us at secret live podcast at iCloud.com until next time.
again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you.